Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. How many of you here know how to use the Google? Anybody? Anybody here? Anybody like a like a professional level Googler, like you know all of the tricks, like where to put the comma and the plus sign and, and all those things in order to narrow down the search results? Anybody? Some of you are like, you can do that? What are you talking about? <laughs> D- is anybody here that, well, that, that professional proficient at the Google? No? Okay, well, there, there are extra things that you can do with Google to help narrow down the search and make your searches uh, just more effective. Um, we all know what Google is. We all know how to use the Internet, and we have access to that. And that Google is called a search engine because that's what we use even, even when we know exactly where we're going. Oftentimes, we punch it into Google so that it finds the website and it takes us there quickly, efficiently, it's just very useful. And whenever, whenever we're looking for answers, a lot of times we're looking for answers on the internet and we use something like Google or any of those other search engines. And sometimes the internet's not the answer. Sometimes, sometimes we have to do the horrible thing of going store to store to store shopping. Has anyone ever had to endure that? Anybody here enjoy that? Oh, dear. Pray for their families, folks. Pray for their families. Whether you're online, whether you're shopping, whatever it is, however way you do it, we do a lot of searching in our lives. It, it, may, be, it may be you're searching for... Uh, the answer to a question. Maybe you're searching for the, the right laptop that you're supposed to buy. Maybe you're searching for the right costume for Halloween. Maybe you're searching for the, the right type of shoes that you want, or you're looking for shoes that fit. Or maybe you're, you're searching for the perfect someone in your life that's been missing. Maybe you're just searching for recipes, or you're looking for pictures, or you're searching for that perfect cat video. You guys, you guys that search for the categories, you know who you are. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. But we do a lot of that. We do a lot of searching. And a lot of times when we have it on our mind, I've got to find this thing. And it might be, it may be a book. It may be shoes. It may be a person. You're, and you're searching for it. It can often consume us, can't it? Whether it's, I'm going, I'm going to the store again. I'm going to check out another store. I'm going to spend hours at the store. I'm going to spend hours online multiple times throughout the week until I find the answer to my question or find the thing that I want to buy or find the source. And when we find those things that we've been looking for, it's exciting. It's exciting, isn't it? We go, yes, I got it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Or that's the one. Or that's the thing. I finally got this. And then, a few days later, what are we doing again? Searching for something else. The search 
comes very naturally to us, and it often consumes, but it usually does not completely satisfy. Because usually those searches that we have in our lives are searches for something deeper than just the object. We're not just looking for shoes. We're not just looking for the new computer. We're not just looking for the car or for the house or the financial answers. We're not looking for just those things. We're looking for that feeling of stability that says that we are going to make it through. We're looking for that, that sense that I am prepared, and I am taken care of, and I can handle this. We're looking for a situation where we can walk into, and regardless of what we've brought and, and where we come from, that we will be accepted. We're searching for the opportunity to really express all the love that we have inside and share that with somebody. We're searching for those moments where we can actually feel like we are here on purpose, that we are, have a reason for being here. We are searching for some kind of meaning around why we exist and why things are happening to us and why things are happening to people around us and why things are happening in the world and trying to make sense of those things. And we are looking for clarity and we're looking for security and we're looking for direction, and we're looking for hope that everything isn't just doom and gloom. Well, the Bible, the writers of the Bible make it very clear that those things that we are really searching for are not those things, but they are all encompassed in God. Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 and 45 say this. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And when he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and bought it. Because everything else he had searched for, everything else he had found, did not compare in value to the thing that really satisfied. The thing that he was really searching for. And he was really willing to give up everything else in order to get that one thing that truly satisfied. And that one thing is God expressed in His Son, Jesus, who died on the cross and rose again to life to give us eternal life to satisfy our souls for now and all eternity. And it is worth giving up the influence and sex, and dreams, and pride, and fame, and luxury, and money, and safety to get him. The reality is that we as a church are down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways, and that means that one of the things we do is we search boldly. This is a place where we search boldly. That when something is missing, we search 
boldly. And I don't care if you are here and you are a skeptic, if you are somebody that used to go to church, or if you are somebody that has never been to church before in their entire lives, or you have been a follower of Jesus for years, or you have just started following Jesus. I don't care what it is, but we as a church need to be a people. This needs to be a place that regardless of where you are starting, this is a place for you to search boldly for God. And whether that means that you simply need to start reading your Bible, that you come and you ask hard questions. Maybe you need to just show up as you are. Don't worry about the presentation. Don't worry about what other people think. Just show up and search. Maybe it's that you need to try praying or you need to join a small group or you need to start going to celebrate recovery. Maybe you just need to start taking steps to test it, to see what faith looks like. Or you need to start and make that final decision that big step to choose to follow Jesus. This is a place. This needs to be the place where all of us can come regardless of where we start and we can search boldly for God. And as we do that, you will discover something. You will discover that as you search for God, that He has been searching for you. In Luke chapter 15, this is one of the stories that Jesus tells. And Luke records, he says, in Luke 15, verse 8, Suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin! In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The reality is that as we are searching for God, He was searching for us first. That God functions that when something is missing, He searches boldly. And as you grow and you search for God, His heart will become yours. And the more you find God, the more His heart becomes yours and you realize that you need to search boldly for other people who are lost. I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about your parents talking about your sibling whose marriage just fell apart. Your neighbor who's just self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. I'm talking about your coworkers who turn the air blue with the things they say and the things they talk about. I'm talking about your old classmates who after you went your own ways crashed and burned. I'm talking about your boss who thinks he has it all together. I'm talking about people in the community
that everybody avoids. Talking about people who would affiliate with the LGBTQ community. I'm talking about talking about people who are cheaters. I'm talking about people who are just so incredibly arrogant and annoying. I'm talking about your grandkids who think they have everything figured out already. talking about criminals you guys have those people in mind don't you take it take it beyond take it away from just the the abstract lost people i ran through these categories and there is somebody in your life that fits into one of those categories that is on your heart that you know needs the love and the saving work of jesus christ I believe that God has placed somebody on your heart. Somebody came to mind. That you are sitting here and the heart of God has has rested on some of you and as I'm saying, talking about the loss and I'm giving you these categories, you have the picture of somebody and you know somebody personally by name that you care deeply about who is lost and unless the saving work of Jesus Christ has an effect on them, they will spend eternity in hell. When something's missing, when someone's missing, we are a church, we are individuals, we are a people who search boldly for the lost. And I'm not talking about just like standing on the street corner and shouting. I'm talking about just sharing your experience and your hope with people. Welcoming people into your life. Wanting those people in your life. That you are willing to meet them where they are. That you're able to invite them to small group. Or a coffee house. Or to church on Sunday, that you are actively, boldly praying for them, that you're able to say the name of Jesus and share what He has done in your life and wants to do in their life. Ladies and gentlemen, here at AWC, we are a people who search boldly. We search boldly for God. And when his heart takes over our heart, we search boldly for the lost. A couple years ago, before Easter, some of you may remember it, we started an initiative with this here cross. Then the pandemic happened, and everything got on hold. But it's time to get back to it, folks. 
There's a hammer and some nails here. And what we're doing with this cross is if the Lord, not if, when the Lord puts someone specific on your heart to be praying for and to be reaching with the hope and love and saving work of Jesus Christ, you come up and you take a nail and you nail it into the cross as your commitment to be praying and finding ways to reach them with that hope. And you don't put a nail in that cross if you're just going to do it for show or just because it's a nice thought. You do it if you're committed to praying for them and doing whatever you can to reach them. Then in the little box behind it, behind the cross, there are ribbons. There are red ribbons and white ribbons. And whenever you get a chance to share Jesus with that person, then you come up and you take a red ribbon and you tie that red ribbon to that nail. And on the day when that person accepts Jesus and starts to follow Him, if at all possible, you bring them here and the two of you will tie a white ribbon to that nail. Now, I know that that's not always possible. But if you can, that's what we're going to do. And so we got a lot of stuff happening in this service today, but I want you to be thinking, and you don't have to do it today. Maybe it's the next few weeks. Maybe it's next week, whatever it is. But when the Lord puts someone specific on your heart and says, that's the person that I'm sending you for, then you come up. And you nail a nail on that cross as your commitment that you are going to be praying and looking for ways to share your faith with them. And after you manage to share your faith with them, share Jesus with them, you tie a red ribbon. And when they choose to follow Jesus, you try to get them here, and the two of you will tie a white ribbon as a declaration that what has been lost has been found. Because as down-to-earth people who follow Jesus in down-to-earth ways, when something or someone is missing, we search boldly. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus and down to earth ways.